Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this Friday, August 11th, 2023. We've got some Bachelor content, some other entertainment news. Katy Perry is in a legal battle in Malibu. Uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg might have a location set up for their brawl. And then we've got some Bachelor content. Nick Vial has a gender conversation about his upcoming pregnancy. We've got all of that, plus the Golden Bachelor speaking. All this and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh boy, where to begin? How about let's begin with some non-Bachelor news. We'll share for the second half of today's episode the Golden Bachelor interview Gary Turner did with Elizabeth Wagmeister, uh, star of the Variety magazine she did a nice interview with gary we'll share that second half of this podcast but first Katy perry and orlando bloom enter legal battle over 15 million dollar santa barbara home now when i read that title i thought are they divorced what's going on there no no uh, they're in a battle with the former homeowner, Carl Westcott. He's claiming he lacked the mental capacity to sell his property to Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. The couple will now face an 83-year-old veteran in court. The former tenant is alleging he wasn't a sound of sound mind when signing the $15 million Santa Barbara home over to the celebrity couple. Did I say Malibu? It's Santa Barbara. Oh, you know us famous people out here get our uh, destinations confused. Westcott's lawyers are now arguing that he was not able to understand the nature and probable consequences of selling the eight-bed property due to being on opioid painkillers from a recent six-hour back surgery. The case has been underway since Perry and Bloom purchased a mansion in July 2020, and it will now finally progress it to court. So very interesting here. I mean, I don't know. What's what's the problem? Is the problem the price? Um, you know, obviously, if someone's incapacitated, they shouldn't be able to sign the paperwork there. Uh, uh, but uh, also, hey, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to see how it all plays out. I'll be following that case right there. And speaking of artists that have way too much money, insider.com posted this. And again, I don't know if they're really known for their journalistic integrity because I feel like they're just a whole bunch of clickbait business insider, insider. It seems like garbage to me, but they have an article, how Post Malone, Chris Brown, Nickelback, and other stars scored $200 million in pandemic taxpayer cash. Uh, Poor Nickelback gets all the hate. Aren't they Canadian? Why are they getting taxpayer money anyway? Either way, there was a fund set up for uh, for small venues and it's supposed to be for independent artists to receive money because during the lockdown, they couldn't, uh, during the pandemic era lockdowns that decimated live music in the U.S., they couldn't perform. But Post Malone, during that time, purchased a 9,000 square foot ski chalet in Park City, Utah, which has been listed for $11.5 million in all cash. And then also there's uh, other issues of how much other artists were getting. Steve Aoki, 10 million smashing pumpkins, 8.6. Chris Brown, 10 million. Usher, yeah, 3 million. Corn, 5 plus. Vampire Weekend, 8. Slipknot, almost 10. Leanne Rhymes, 2 million. And Melissa Etheridge, 4 million. Even Common received 2.8 million. So I guess this is the issue that people are having, right? Where we live in a society where 
you, it takes resources and accountants and the wherewithal to know, you know, how to apply for these loans. And it was just a money grab. But now several years later, we're looking back and auditing and saying, you know what, at the very least, people should know who got this money. And in a similar story in Bachelor Nation, this happened to Ari uh, from Bachelor Nation, where he received PPP loan money, and we've covered it extensively. It's not the time or place to discuss it here. But Ari has a home in Arizona. They complain about the prices of avocados in Hawaii, and he's got a vacation home in Hawaii. I mean, is this where PPP loan money was supposed to go? No. Is he one of the bigger, you know, sort of um, culprits? No. People got hundreds of millions of dollars that didn't need the money, and a lot of people had their pizza shops closed down. And anyway, we're going to be looking back on this time and hopefully it's all audited at a healthy level so that people don't get away with these types of things. Now, Ari did post about his vacation home in Hawaii. I don't even know how or where to begin uh, with the conversation of the devastation that has happened in Hawaii. I generally don't like to bring negative and sad stories to the podcast because it's a bummer, but life is involving some pretty crazy things right now, isn't it? And of course, what's happening in Hawaii is devastating. Here's what Ari had to say about his second home, which of course, anyone who owns a second home in Hawaii, I'm sorry, you contribute to the problem that locals have in Hawaii, which is they can't even afford to live in their own motherland anymore. He said this, I don't even know where to start. Many have asked about our home. The fire reached as close as 2,000 feet and surrounded our neighborhood, but luckily it was not damaged. There are still fires in the area so we're not out of the woods. The winds are calm now and that is helping the efforts to contain the fires. We are so saddened by all the devastation. It just breaks our hearts. So many families affected. All the history and beauty erased. Lauren woke up in tears thinking about the lives lost. We fear Maui may never be the same, but more importantly, the people of Maui need help. We are still traveling, but we'll be sharing more after we get back on our efforts to help the community. Thank you all for the messages and concern. Pray for Maui. My only hope for Ari is that he holds up to his word and uses his platform to raise as much money and resources as possible to help the people of Maui, as Floyd Mayweather is doing. He's helping 70 families impacted by Maui wildfires. Now, you might say, well, he made $100 million per fight. What's 70 families? But it's like, look, if everybody can find different ways to help out in this devastating time, that is a good thing. He is stepping up in a huge way for over 100 people displaced by the horrible wildfires in Maui, not only paying for almost 70 families to fly to safety, but providing them with a place to stay, food to eat, and clothing to wear. Look, it's going to be an ongoing conversation we have about Maui. We're still kind of like, you know, they're still in the emergency uh, effort stages of things. But when it comes to rebuilding, I can only hope the continental U.S., I can only hope the people that have vacation in Hawaii um, treat the people of Hawaii as Americans and really, really help step up. Now, why wouldn't they do that? I don't know. I just feel like people might be displaced and it's so far away for a lot of people in the continental U.S. And I say continental because Hawaii hasn't been a state for that long. And I hope people don't ignore them when it's a, t- it's a tough time and, and you know we come together with legislation and all the things to really help a beautiful, beautiful state recover. 
I'm going to share what Nick Fiel said about his pregnancy after a quick word from our sponsors. Today's Bachelor Rush Hour is sponsored by Care Of. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. You take a short, in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals for a personalized, doctor-backed recommendation. The quiz can be retaken at any time to switch up your packs as your lifestyle and needs change. Care Of makes taking your vitamins on the go so convenient with individual daily packs that are perfect for travel. As you guys know, I'm traveling for some stand-up comedy shows uh, Seattle, August 24th, and I can take my on-the-go vitamin packs with me. Don't have to bring all the different bottles and all the different supplies that you need. Nope, just take what you need for the trips you're going on. They are perfect for travel. I also am using the collagen powder. I'm putting it in my morning coffee. It helps keep my skin hydrated. Collagen's the new it powder, folks. You gotta be on your collagen for 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code RUSHHOUR50. That is takecareof.com and enter code RUSHHOUR50. Also, our other sponsor today, uh, and they've been sponsoring us for the whole Bachelorette season, is Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing helps curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. You know my schedule, content in the morning, driving with Dave, stand up at night. I come home, my eyes are bugging out. <laughs> You know, all the Starbucks I had all day, I'm wired. The last thing I need is a poor night's sleep. Not on my watch, folks. So what do I do? A little microdose at the end of the night for me. It's available nationwide. And to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com, code RUSHHOUR. So... Nick Vial has been in the news, as he always is, for what he's had to say about his gender reveal. He actually lied to some of his friends about the gender of his baby to see if they were going to snitch on him and try to sell his story. Have a listen. Find out the gender? Are you going to be surprised? We were talking about uh, nursery design with Bobby and like what gender colors mean or if you do neutral. We already know the gender. Oh, we do. We're not we... revealing that yet. We have told some friends, but I've I've told some friends the, the wrong gender just to like, <laughs> well, sometimes you have to weed out the moles, you know? Yeah. So every once in a while, I'll just like, you got to know who you can trust and who you don't trust. And like, you know, I'll apologize in the future, but I was just, you know. I'm just excited to tell our baby that this is what Nick used the gender for. To weed out. It's yeah. also I like that. Because, yeah, because you never know. All of a sudden it gets around and be like, oh, I heard you're having a. And I'm like, mm, then you know who, it, you came know from. who it came from. But if yeah. you've told multiple people the wrong gender, how are you going to know who said it? Well, there's a couple people, the people I told the wrong name to, they're, you know, it just, there's, I wonder if they have a big mouth. But then what are they going to say yeah, to you, you when should you be post telling... what it actually is? Oh, we were joking. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be like, <laughs> you know. you know. The doctor read it wrong. No, yeah. the, doc the doctor saw a little something. Yeah, but it, yeah. <laughs> so, and they also talked about whether or not they think they want to blur out the kid's face in their Instagrams. And I think they are settled on, and this might change, but they're settled on the idea of like, look, we're not going to hide our baby from anyone. You know, I don't think they're that famous that they need to do that. But he's, all, but he also said they're not going to have like super close ups of the baby on social media. I don't know. I'm torn on that myself because you want your friends and family to be able to see your baby. You want to, you want to keep like a nice catalog of it all. But you know what? You know what I hate? I hate that Facebook and Instagram. I don't know if you've ever noticed this with Facebook. They decompress 
or they compress all of your old photos. So when you look back at your old photos, they're actually like a shitty quality anyway, which is kind of annoying. Um, but either way, I'm going to get to what Natalie had to say about the fan base that's judging her for her baby announcement. We'll have that after a quick word from our sponsors. So Natalie, Nick's fiance, soon to be wife, took to her Instagram to share her thoughts after people were criticizing her pregnancy, uh, you know, in uh, pregnancy photos. How ridiculous. Let's listen to what she has to say here. I mean, so foolish. For the people who are saying I look sad in my previous posts, it's just my face. Like, that's just what my face looks like when I'm not smiling ear to ear. By the way, our... Is is are are we this uh, unmedicated? Our our fan base. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and the truth is, yes, because I see a lot of comments. There has got to be maybe one tenth of one percent of people out there that are certifiably insane. And I'm not saying that with hyperbole that are in the fan base. I mean, any of my moderators know some of the comments I share. It's absolutely bonkers. I mean, Natalie's going to literally post about breastfeeding one day and someone's going to be like, you're latching onto the nipple the wrong way. The kid's lower. It's going to be, you know what I mean? It's just wild out there. I, like I've said before, I've seen the way moms judge other moms. Oh, if you, you know, if you're on an airplane and the kids making noise, well, back in my day, we used to burp it with this. And it's like, there's always some old wives tale or and it must just be exhausting on a human level. I can't even imagine how exhausting it must be on the internet where everybody leaves comments. I mean, even somebody in our community left a comment they, they said, Claire Crowley blocked me because I was just telling her she shouldn't post about her pregnancy until it's, uh, you know, X amount of months in because of its viability or something crazy like that. First of all, Claire Crowley is having a baby by surrogate. So how the hell do you even know how far along the pregnancy is? People are losing their dang minds out there. So doesn't mean I'm sad. Doesn't mean I'm depressed. Doesn't mean I'm like heartbroken. It's it's literally just me looking at a camera. So sorry. Yeah, you're right. So sorry. I should have that quote. So sorry. Sorry for party rocking. Sorry for you know uh, crapping my pants in an Applebee's. I thought we were having fun tonight. Bruce in the Patreon comment section said, unsolicited advice is always effectively criticism. It's like, yeah, I said this the other day and I'm going to repeat it again. People have an ownership over others on social media. Well, I follow and support you. Therefore, I should be able to X, Y, and Z. Eh, wrong. The transaction ends when the content you consume from them. They created content. You consumed it. You got your value from consuming it. You don't get to pass go and criticize them any farther. That's just not how it works. I'm taking a hard stance on that one, folks. All right. Well, look, I'm going to get to this interview. Elizabeth Wagmeister from Variety. I really appreciated the interview she gave with Colton Underwood back in the day. It really made me impressed at her interviewing skills. I kind of want to interview her. I know she's out in Los Angeles. I believe she's in LA. So maybe I'll get her on Driving with Dave. Um, Today, right after this, I'm going to be interviewing Taylor Misiak. She is the star of the a really critically acclaimed show. Did it win an Emmy? I'm not sure. The show Dave on Hulu. Uh, it's a fantastic show. I think it's had four seasons already. I'm going to be discussing life with her. I'm going to go drive down to Venice, 
grab some Starbucks and interview her on Driving with Dave. That'll be out first thing in the morning. I'm telling you, she's going to be a movie star. She's already like a successful uh, act actress. She's going to be an absolute movie star, and you're going to want to hear her conversation. I'm going to have all of that for you. Like I said, first thing in the morning, that'll be on the podcast app, and it'll also be on YouTube. You can go check it out wherever's more convenient for you. I always think YouTube's a fun place to check things out because you get to see us versus just hear us. But either way, in the meantime, let's get to this conversation. Elizabeth Wagmeister interviewing Gary, the senior bachelor, on his 72nd birthday week. Here it is. Were you thinking about marriage again? Was that something that was important to you? Boy, uh, it kind of depends on which month of the year you would ask, but I'd go through phases. I'd say, yes, I definitely want to get married again. I was happily married for 43 years. That's a a wonderful lifestyle for me. And then I'd go, no, I'm pretty happy by myself. You've spoken about your wife, and I'm so sorry for your loss, and it sounds like you had a beautiful love story and decades and decades together. What do you think that she would think about all of this? I have her picture in my closet. I walk in closet and it's up on a chest. No one can see it but me, you know, if someone's walking by. And By the way, how, how nice is it for these boomers? They all could buy a home. They have walk-in closets, you know what I mean? Now, my generation, it's like, oh, well, I've got stacks of boxes in my live-in kitchen-bedroom combo. Uh, most every morning, I would look at the picture, and I'd say, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And, and I'd try to be alone with my thoughts just for a moment. Mm-hmm. And early on, it was like, oh, I don't know what she'd think of this. Because I think I still felt as if I was being disloyal or unfaithful. And uh, over, over time, I, I got to realize that I think she would be an encouraging supporter. And of course, that's the practical way of thinking about it. But after years of marriage, you can only imagine that bond he still has with his uh, late wife. And just imagine, once they tell this love story, the one, the one that unfortunately ended with his wife passing away six years ago. Once they tell that story, audiences are going to be so hooked on his journey to, you know, find that love, find those deeper connections. Sure, he goes out and plays pickleball with his buddies, but there's no deeper connection than to love another human unconditionally, right? And we really hope that, uh, that, that you know, that might be the end result of this process, But at the very least, companionship, and we're going to hear so many stories. Also, what if Gary becomes an influencer? Wouldn't that be nice? He's got this nice sort of sweater wool shirt on here. Can you imagine Gary's like, for promo code to my, um, you know, Sears, uh, whatever, wool sweater, 10% off. Every generation, I think, brings certain advantages to a situation. Um, The more youthful um, exuberance and energy and and so forth. And granted, there's been a negative side with some people thinking that it's maybe the wrong reasons people are there. I make no judgment on that. I have no idea. That's a long ways for me. But, but what I can say is when you've lived a long, full, happy, productive life, it, almost by accident you gain some wisdom and knowledge. It's like I know things because I've seen it and, and not because I have thought it's going to happen. So I think the, the age factor, whether it's for me or for the women, is a really strong advantage in ways that I don't 
think everyone sees quite yet. I think there'll be some surprising reveals on the show where that age is such an advantage. Of course, he's talking about the maturity that we might get from this season of The Bachelor versus a bunch of 25-year-olds uh, dating that haven't you know, fully developed their free frontal, free, uh, fr prefrontal cortex. Did I say that right? <laughs> Jeez, it's a long day here. So, But either way, there will be drama. There will be communication issues. There will be jealousy. That ain't going away with age, but how Gary handles it is yet to be seen. They've told me that I'll have to live through it to find out. So the curiosity keeps me going as much as some of the other excitement. But I don't, I'm going to be surprised just like you when we see the show. Do you have any say in casting for your season? I wouldn't want say in casting. Mm -hmm. um, I've, you know, my wife's been gone six years. Mm -hmm. uh, of that six, I've dated about four. Mm -hmm. I wasn't very good at casting for myself. Bring out the four X's. <laughs> Could you imagine? So I'm happy that I don't have that job. Um, I think that the process that they've used in the past and they've refined will bring some really fantastic candidates. Mm -hmm. Did you give them any prerequisites for the type of women that you would like to date? Not very much. I mean, they'd ask several questions, and you know, some of the things that, that I said were, you know, I'd like someone who enjoys activity, that they're um, maybe into golf or pickleball or, or some sport. And they. By the way, I'm just excited to watch them all dance. I, I love watching older generations dance. You can really, I love, I learned how to dance from my uncle, so if I look like I dance like an older man, it's because that's how I learned how to dance, but there's just like a clear style that comes with different generations. I hope they just have a dance party. That's all I want. They, they use that to stay uh, fit. There was a general range of age, but uh, not much else. I'm, I'm really curious to see what is going to happen on the first night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he sounds terrified. I'm curious to see how this is all going to play out, actually, Elizabeth. And to tell you what, I don't know what they look like. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I kiss on camera. Oh, boy, you go your whole life not needing to see yourself kiss on camera. Now you're 72 and you find out you keep your eyes open too long. <laughs> He's got that Matt James eyeball. Just always like... What was that general age range that you gave them for the type of women you'd like to date? 25 to 30. You know, I'm pulling the old Nick Viel. No, I think my answer was this. I think I said 60 to 70, but feel free to blur the lines. Do you know, are you going to be passing out red roses or is it a gold rose like we saw in the promo? Yeah, that's not for me to answer. I don't know. I know that there are some icons of the show that are going to be honored and I... I definitely embrace that uh, icons of the show as if it's some prestigious thing hey people have sex in tents at the uh, you know history museum <laughs> you know what i mean i want to uphold the integrity of the fantasy suite i'd like to i'd like to make sure that the filters in the portable jacuzzi are changed out at a at a daily rate so there's no sticky situations i would I would only guess. So I guess I have to stop there and say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Now, what has the reaction been like since you have been revealed as the Golden Bachelor? Your photo came out, the trailer came out. What has the reaction been like? Oh, th that's been very fun. Mm -hmm. So um, I think one of the joys of doing this, because there's a lot of nervousness, there's a lot of responsibility along with it. Mm -hmm. um, the joy is seeing all the people that want to join the ride. Mm -hmm. And so uh, people on the lake, 
pickleball friends especially, um, they've all been extremely supportive, extremely happy. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to being 70. He's on a lake, he's playing pickleball. Now the only problem is when I'm 70, will the world you know, be burnt to the ground? You know what I mean? Like how are we gonna be, you know, it's a good time to be 70. I, you know, for me, it'll be, uh, what, uh, 50 years from now? You know, fingers crossed, do the math. Of course, some of them give me a bit of a hard time about it, but that's to be expected. But, but here's an example. Um, I think it was about two weeks ago, I'm down by the lake and I was talking to the couple that was going to watch my house for me while I'm gone. They water plants, you know, and that kind of stuff. And I hear this squealing and giggling behind me. And there's like eight or nine teenage girls running down the side yard with moms. And they stop and they look at me and they go, are you Gary Turner? Are you the Golden Bachelor? I go, yes, I am. Then it was more squeals. And they were the most darling set of girls that, that I have seen in forever. And we took, uh, phones came out of nowhere. And there must That's how it happens there, Gary. Phones literally come out of nowhere. There have been 10 phones and they're all taking group pictures and individual pictures and everything. So uh, it was a riot. It was just a ball. And I've had that happen over and over in different situations. Are you ready for that? For that to keep growing and growing? I like it. You do? Y yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I like it. Okay. I, I find it um, maybe an early reward for the work that is ahead of me. Mm -hmm. What do your granddaughters and your daughters think mm -hmm. of all this new attention coming your way? <laughs> well, so I, the funniest thing is the um, my lack of knowledge of social media. I mean, I just, I've never really cared that much. And so they will send me information. Can you imagine that? You know, Facebook came out when this guy was in his 50s. It's just incredible. What a what a blessing he had to not grow up with social media. I do not envy kids these days getting a cell phone when they're 12. I don't think that's going to be happening with my kids. Uh, we're my, we might have to live in a commune somewhere, but you're getting a flip phone. You can text me if you need something. And sometimes I read the text and I don't even know what impact it is. You know, I said, well, what does this mean? And, and so forth. They're very excited. Um, they're thrilled. Uh, they send me a lot of positive reinforcement. Um, but some of it I just don't know about. Am I the only person that loves Gary Turner? I love that he sounds like Kermit the Frog. It's not easy being the Golden Bachelor. It's not easy being green. Hello, would you like accept this rose? You know, something like, uh, should, should you uh, choose to forgo the fantasy suite? Okay, um, choose to forgo the fantasy suite. What? Either way, what's a fantasy suite going to look like with Golden Bachelor? Nobody knows. So as you guys probably know, I've got a thing called a Patreon. It's essentially a YouTube live stream that's private. So it's for all of our Patreon members. We have hundreds of people. There's always 20 or 30 in the chat room at a time. But as I'm discussing the uh, podcast with you guys, they're commenting and AP Hen uh, commented here in the Patreon regarding uh, uh, women, mothers, and why they don't always share some of the negativity out there. She said, uh, or share the, the hard issues. She said, people wonder why we only post the good things because when we are real and post about the realities of motherhood, we are told we are doing it wrong or give us strong suggestions or back in my day. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what that's like, the defensiveness of being a mother and, and being 
being judged because I get annoyed when people tell me like stupid things. I get I get you know seventy thousand of you guys, and every once in a while, uh, people just tell me like that like why did you do this when you could have done that? As if I don't have a, like a you know you know it's never constructive. It's always just like judgy, and it's like I can't imagine how that would feel as a mother and the vulnerabilities that exist with that. But either way. That's why females are the stronger gender, and uh, us males, we're just chump working in the fields trying to make some money so we can help support you guys because, yeah, I couldn't do what y'all do. That's uh, that's my my nice way of saying keep rocking it, and don't worry. Try, try to avoid the noise because I'm sure everyone's trying their best with the information they have. Well, look, we're going to wrap up a wild week. It was probably the most trafficked week ever on our podcast and YouTube channel. It was absolutely wild. So thank you guys all so much for the support, for sharing all of the positivity here, for uh, buying tickets to the stand-up shows, August 17th, Huntington Beach, August 24th, Seattle. If you're listening to this tonight, 9.30, Lyric Hyperion, I'm doing a show with somebody that might have been on Vanderpump Rules. And I do have a Tom Sandoval joke. So I will let you guys know how that goes. If the set isn't too off the rails, I'll share it on the Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal if you want to see the behind the scenes clips in the stand-up comedy. But without further ado, I'm going to get out of here. You guys all have a fantastic weekend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And then some, as they like to say, I've been Dave Neal. And this was Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh,